welcome into another episode of Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 19 to be exact. Today is Wednesday, February 18th, 2009. We have a really fun show for you today, kind of you could call it a special edition as uh, I'll probably be doing another show Friday or Sunday, but this is a special edition because... We are near the trade deadline. There's all kinds of stuff to talk about. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA draft today. You know, the NBA draft prospects. I did some research on some of them, and, yeah, we got to talk about that. But first and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion, we are available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. I thank you all, each and every one of you, for downloading and listening to this show as it is a great thrill to do this, and my ratings, the uh, the hits, or whatever you want to call them, have increased dramatically over the last couple of weeks. Also, I will mention that on the thesportstuff.com, there is a message board, or forums, or however you like to call it, on the front page of the thesportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says T-Assist Board. Simply click on that. You'll be prompted to sign up. Please do get your screen name on there. It's 100% free. And 100% fun, that is how you can interact with us podcasters, discuss basketball, hockey, whatever you want to talk about, basketball especially, as I know a lot of you basketball fans out there are all about what's going on today and tomorrow. I just love looking at this stuff, salary cap, you know, you know, making trades for a salary cap, you know, looking at what making this trade would do to, you know, what it would do for the salary cap in the future. Yeah, you know, a couple of interesting blips out there right now for your Minnesota Timberwolves. And also real quick, TimberwolvesPress.com. I am also a member of that website as well, Timberwolves Explosion. Right on the front page of that website as well. And as you click where it says podcast also on there, same show, same bit. And uh, it's great to have all of you on board as well. Thank you again, Alec, as he is also great at at breaking news faster than anybody else here in the Twin Cities regarding your favorite team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Alec and Joe over there on the sports stuff. Dot, or excuse me, TimberwolvesPress.com. And I am also the third member now of that site being the podcaster, and it is terrific. All righty. Well, with no further ado, we're going to quickly review the one game, the game that happened last night against the putrid, pathetic Washington Wizards, and then we're going to dive right into some trade talk and some free agents, or not free agents, excuse me, the draft. We're going to talk about the draft first and then the trade talk after that. We're going to save the best for last because that is my favorite part. So we'll be right back right after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 19, a reminder for iPod users. Do check out Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast, sportstuff.com, and iTunes. Alrighty. Minnesota Timberwolves. So first and foremost, let's get this game review out of the way. 
and then it is on to some fun, fun talk about draft picks and trades, 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 trades. <laughs> well, Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the Washington Wizards last night, 111 to 103 in the D.C. The D.C. KG checking in from the D.C. No, I used to joke about Garnett being the president. Well, yeah, all right. Well, we won't get into that. Kevin Love, your starting center, once again. Well, he was 11 of 12 from the line, got to the free throw line. That's good. Another double-double for him, 17 points, 11 rebounds. So your double-double king getting it done again. Randy Foy taking the most shots, 9 of 21 from the floor, 0 of 4 from three-point range, 23 points, 4 rebound, 4 assist game. Nothing special. Telfer, well, made half his shots, 5 of 10 from the floor. Made a big three late in the game to get the Wolves ahead, but it just wasn't enough. 11 and 3 overall. But first and foremost, well, let's just get into the early part of the game before I get too far ahead. Now the Wizards were six games worse than the Timberwolves. Not that I'm complaining or anything. Go ahead and beat us. Hey, hey, you know, go right ahead and beat us. Even though this was very frustrating, being a competitor, and I'm sure other you, those of you out there are as well. Hey, go ahead and beat us. I'll take a, I'll take a third pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into that very soon on this very segment. Well, the Wizards take a 27-16 to lead uh, in the first quarter. Just like, what is going on? Why are we getting beat by this horrible team? It's just it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, they're 11-42 and coming into this game, by the way. That's pathetic. <laughs> yeah, worse than us by six games. Anyhow, Wizards come out firing, and that's what matters most for them anyway. Uh, Antron Jameson, though, looking really good, and I'm sure he's quietly showcasing himself for the Cleveland Cavaliers or other teams. It's, I wouldn't blame him if he wants to get out of there. Uh, I can't imagine Agent Zero is much of a fun teammate to play with when he's actually healthy. Uh, this team has underachieved over the years, man. I mean, with these three talented players, Jameson, Butler, and Agent Zero, who does pretty which is how many playoff series he's won with this team, at least from what I remember in recent memory, uh, yeah, first round exit. I mean, oh goody, that's 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 garbage. That's garbage. That's just how it goes, though. Uh, McKennots, Rashad McKennots, was able to get into this game for a little while, one of five from the floor. But overall, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get into Mike James. A little bit of ranting on him is gonna come up soon. Yeah, but a, a lot of Timberwolves got to play in this game. It reeks of possible trades on the way. Brian Cardinal playing 16 and a half minutes. Didn't play too bad. He shot the ball once. It was a three-pointer, and then he made all four of his free throws. was a plus 13 from the floor, raising his trade value as possibly a Chicago Bull. Possibly a Chicago Bull. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, <laughs> I'm going to keep putting that carrot out there for you guys that may have not seen some of the articles out there. Craig Smith returning fairly quickly from the cracked ribs. Back in the game, not starting anymore, 17 and a half minutes, two points. So that's certainly not the Craig Smith of the starting version of Craig Smith right there. Uh, Rodney Carney finally becoming back, getting back in that nine-man rotation again. He had seven points from the floor, a couple of nice dunks. Craig Smith, though, in the short amount of time he played, he did a really good job. He helped lead the Wolves back into this game, actually, with three steals down the stretch. He got the Wolves back in this game and even helped us get the lead. He stole the ball a few times, and it was a beautiful thing. Indeed, got to like that. 
Ryan Gomes had an okay game, but shot the ball way too much. Why is Ryan Gomes shooting the ball 18 times, especially when he's not making them? Uh, Mike Miller, this is finally the Mike Miller that Timberwolves fans traded for on draft night. Finally. I mean, I'm not going to say he was terrific or unbelievable, but this is about what you'd expect, right? 18 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. Good job. Mike Miller even threw in two blocks, which is pretty crazy because that's not his thing. 50% from the floor, 2 of 7 on three-point range, but, hey, at least he's shooting the ball a little more. Mike Miller, good job. Finally, that is the Mike Miller that we traded for. Finally, that must mean he's healthy and his jump shot is back. Terrific to see. Um, but Foy is the guy who's going to take the most shots in his team right now, clearly. 23 points on this night, but the Wolves as a whole only shoot a little under 40 or 41% here. Not good at all. As once again, look at this, 51% for the Washington Wizards. Very similar to the Toronto Raptors game. When I was talking about Jermaine O'Neal possibly going to Miami, well, that did happen. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get into that again later. I'm going to keep egging you guys into that. But uh, this was a frustrating game for the Timberwolves overall. Uh, Wizards maintain their lead at the half. Minnesota has a really good third period indeed, taking charge of the game, at least getting tied, getting it tied up, 34-25 to 25 in the third quarter. Minnesota looking good down the stretch in the fourth quarter, taking, taking four- and five-point leads, three-pointer, by Telfer, as mentioned, a couple three by, three by Gomes, Carney, and Miller down the stretch, getting things rolling. Very exciting. And, of course, Craig Smith with some timely defense and some nice passing to guys like Carney and Foy. Very good job indeed. I'll also mention, though, Kevin Love only shot the ball seven times. So what's up with that? You know, they got to play 29 minutes. The only reason I can see is, obviously, he had four personal fouls in this game. That is the only other reason why his playing time would be down. Uh, certainly frustrated Sangaila, who had five fouls in only 21 minutes for your Washington. No, your, their Washington Wizards. Yeah, they can have them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, still, I mean, Kevin Love doing well with what he had, man. 17 and 11. That is not bad at all in 29 minutes of play. But Shucks, even Mad Dog Manson got to play in this game. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, somebody's going to get traded. Folks, I think someone's going to get traded. Someone or someone's, a, a, a couple people are going to get traded. But uh, the frustrating aspect of this game is I'm going to get into it right now. Mike James hit two three-pointers down the stretch. That's ugh, Mike James. Remember the guy that pretty much dinked around for a week when the Wolves, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get back to you, basically, when the Wolves were trying frantically to sign him. And I still to this day don't know why they did this. Why they signed him? The only team to offer Mike James a fourth year, which was a player option, by the way. Mm-hmm. Player option. Yeah, he's really going to turn down $6 million to be a mediocre player who is a cancer in the locker room. Mike James and Ricky Davis. These guys were the biggest cancers. I mean, that had to be the most cancerous locker room in the history of this franchise. Even worse than Isaiah Ryder and Christian Leitner. Mm-hmm. I didn't say their names quite as loud this time as I did on episode 15 where I exploded, but oh my, you know. <laughs> Mike James. I mean, Kevin Garnett pretty much wanted to kill him from what all a lot of people say behind the scenes. Yeah, Mike James, $6 million this year is to go to Hoops Hype. 6.4, player option. Yeah, I think he's going 
going to opt into that one. I don't think he's going to opt out. Mike James hits two clutch three-pointers down the stretch to bury the Timberwolves. Ah, oh, just, I can't think of anything more. <laughs> I can't think of anything more frustrating to see than Mike James bury the Timberwolves with two three-pointers down the stretch. As this guy missed so many shots during that awful, awful 2006-2007 season, which, of course, was Garnett's final season in Minnesota. Because, I mean, who wouldn't get depressed playing with these guys? Mike James and Ricky Davis, those guys, who basically were buried on the team, on teams the next year. Mike James finally getting some playing time because nobody else is, can, can play point guard for the Washington Wizards. Just absolutely terrible team. Juan Dixon is so bad, he can't even get in the lineup. <laughs> and Agent Zero, of course, is doing zero. That's how many games he's gonna play this year for the Washington garbage, you know. The Washington Wizards who've run out of magic. There's, there is no magic in Washington. Um, Mike James, I just, I can't say how much, get enough how much I, uh, this, this guy, I, I just knew he was a fraud when I heard him talk. The first day I heard him talk. This guy's a fraud. He's gonna screw us. I just know it. Just knew he was gonna screw us with his cockiness. Tell me what I do bad. Tell me what I do bad. He'd say on Chad Hartman who no longer is a member of KFAN, but, yeah. That was a few years ago, though. I mean, you knew he was a fraud, and he was. I mean, and when I heard the Wolves sign him for four years, it's like, here we go again, another Troy Hudson, but worse. Troy Hudson at least doesn't yip-yap to everybody. Every five seconds, anything isn't quite his way. He doesn't get all cocky thinking he's Mr. Superstar every time he does something right. Tell me what you do bad, Mike James. Mike James, you can't shoot. You can't guard anybody. You don't pass the ball. You don't get along with anybody. Tell me what you do good, Mike. Tell me what you do good. Well, you did good that night, unfortunately. So I uh, just had to rant about that because I hate Mike James. He is everything that is wrong with the NBA. He's an overpaid, underachieving SOB. Well, with that, I'm going to chill out now. Not quite as loud as last time, but... <laughs> I had to get that out because I had to get it out. I mean, hey, that's the way it goes. Well, now we're going to talk about the NBA draft, folks. We're going to talk about the NBA draft. This is fun stuff. Is ESPN about as dependable as you can get for your NBA draft? Well, right now if the Timberwolves, or the draft, was to uh, start today and the Timberwolves were to pick exactly where they are projected, it would be sixth at this particular time, and the guy that comes up number six and comes up when you do the little mock draft, is Jeff Teague, point guard, Wake Forest. He is an offensive player, offensive-minded point guard, which, you know, that ain't going to kill us, that's for sure. Six foot two, by the way, 180, so he is basically built like Marbury. You know, very similar style. He's averaging about four assists a game in 32 minutes of college ball play. 3.7 rebounds, not bad for a guy that's 6'2". 20 points a game. He is just a squashmore, I mean sophomore, at age 20. And he also, his field goal percentage, 50%. And how about this, folks? Three-point percentage, 49. Now, I know that's college ball, but still, 49%. And also the free throw percentage, which is obviously, you know, going to be identical in the NBA, about 83. So you're going to get a point guard 
that can score, and, you know, when he gets to the line, he's going to make his free throws and he can hit threes. So here's this guy is probably a much better version of Mike James, basically. Kind of an offensive-minded point guard like Mike James, who also is averaging two steals a game. Not bad, over two steals a game. Assist-to-turnover ratio, well, yeah, 3.9 assists, 3.3 turnovers. Well, he's 20 years old. So we're just going to have to leave that as is. So right now, if the draft were to be today and the Timberwolves pick six, Jeff Teague, by all estimations, would be the pick. And uh, that's who I would take. I would take Jeff Teague. Uh, Alec likes Jordan Hill. There are multiple uh, positions where he would go. Jordan Hill, power forward Arizona, um, and long athletic player, which is good news. They have him ranked eighth. Now, the numbers look good. He rebounds the ball, which is good news. You know, kind of like Kevin Love, 18.2, 11.3. That's kind of Kevin Love-ish, two blocks a game. Not bad at all. Free throw percentage only about 65, so that's mm, not the best. But uh, also, my one thing with Jordan Hill is, okay, what, what, what do you do? I mean, you got Kevin Love and Al Jefferson already, right? And he is 6'9", so he can't play center. He, and he's only about 200 and, yeah, he's only like 211 pounds or something. Um, no, I, 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 I don't know if I could do that one. Um, I mean, I don't blame anybody for not liking it or for liking him. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Might be a good option at small forward, maybe, but, um, I, I, I don't know. You can't move Kevin Love to small forward. You, you just can't do it. He's too slow. Uh, his, his mid-range shot is getting better, and that's good, but, Man, people will score on Kevin Love out, out out there in that in that mid mid range area. Like 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 it'll it'll never end. I mean, physically he could he could put up with it. He's a strong guy, Kevin Love. But I don't think Kevin Love can defend a small forward in the NBA. I can't. Especially, could you imagine Kevin Love on LeBron James? Oh my, <sighs> that'd be really really tough to swallow. Um, to me, the top three guys that I'm looking at right now. At least, well, the three which I think the Wolves are going to pick. I think the Wolves will be fourth, fifth, or sixth, just like last year. Maybe third. Maybe third. Um, as I think they're only going to win five more games this year. And they will have 22 wins just like last year. Well, Blake Griffin is looked on as the top guy. And, uh, I don't blame you, but to me, to me, I think he's just, he's, he, he's another Michael Beasley. A very good guy. A very good player. 23.14 rebounds. Uh, he's a better rebounder than Beasley. Uh, his defensive stats, not bad. He even can hit the three-pointer. Field goal percentage, 64%. That is nuts. That is nuts. And he's just a 19-year-old squashmore. Not bad. Sorry, that's an old high school uh, nickname for sophomores. Sorry. I just had to say it. Um, yeah, Blake Griffin would help. Uh, I would put him at small forward if I'm the Timberwolves, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you have the number one overall pick, i got to go with... Tabit. I gotta go with Hashim Tabit. I mean, this guy at seven foot three would solve everything. Though again, again, that's the. But then again, you get right back into that doggone, that doggone <laughs> uh, situation at small at, at at small forward. Who who plays small forward? Is it Kevin Love? Is it Mike Miller? Is it Corey Brewer? Um, and the thing is, if Corey Brewer comes off the bench, has a seventh-round pick that was wasted, basically. I mean, what, what do you do there? Maybe you move him to shooting guard, but then you get destroyed when you go against a talented small forward because Kevin Love wouldn't be able to guard him. All right, so then you put 
Corey Brewer to start, but then you took Kevin Love. You made that big thing, and you put all that investment in Kevin Love to come off the bench? See, that, that's the thing that drives me nuts. I just don't know what to say. To me, it all adds up to getting a guard, because Rashad McCants sucks, and uh, Sebastian Telfair is not a starter, and I do not believe that Mike Miller is in the long-term plans for this team, and quite frankly, if I manage this team, Mike Miller would not be in the long-term plans for this team beyond 2010, if he isn't traded in the, in the next uh, 24 hours. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't think he's going to be here. Uh, Ricky Rubio is somebody I have seen almost nothing about him, almost nothing, and the comment here on ESPN is Rubio, maybe the most talented young international player since Tony Kukoc, but will his game translate to the NBA? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I haven't seen him play. There are no stats available, so I can't really comment on Ricky Rubio. And when I can't comment on Ricky Rubio, I can't endorse him as the future of this franchise, as part of the future of this franchise. I, I wouldn't take him. If we had the third pick, uh, and, and Tabit and Harden were available, um, well, I would, I would look at that. I mean, I'm not really sure what to say there. Blake Griffin will not be available beyond the second pick, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to probably be, I think, Tabit will go number one, uh, regardless of who is available or regardless of who is the number one pick, if it's the Minnesota Timberwolves, the, um, excuse me, the Oklahoma City Thunder or, or whoever, Sacramento Kings, who probably will wind up with that pick because the Thunder are about to get better, folks. A lot better, in my opinion. Washington Wizards would take Tabit too. I, I mean, their, their centers suck over there in Washington. Um, Blake Griffin wouldn't be the worst pick ever, but then again, he's he's another Anton Jameson, really, basically, who also may get traded. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other guy, though, that I would that I would really, really look at, really look at for the Timberwolves, especially you know fourth, fifth, sixth pick, which I think is where the Wolves are going to wind up because that's the way it always goes, anyway. James Harden, I like James Harden a lot. Arizona State, another squashmore, 19 years old. Uh, Kind of reminds me of O.J. Mayo, just not as flashy, basically. 21 points. I mean, when you look at his stats, they're almost identical to O.J. Mayo. 21.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.2 assists. Though he did get 3.4 turnovers. That is also it was an issue with O.J. Mayo last year because he's a young, young guy. Now, James Harden, though. I really like this guy to be the new starting shooting guard. If... Uh, that is where you elect to put Randy Foy back at point guard, and then you have a really high-scoring backcourt to go with a talented front line. Will's future would look bright with Foy and Harden in the backcourt. And also the other option, Jeff Teague is the starting point guard and move Foy over to shooting guard. You might have a little defensive issue with that, but so far it hasn't been too horrible with Telfair and Foy there. So if you have a more talented point guard to replace Telfair, because to me, Telfair is a backup point guard, no matter what you say, no matter what anybody says. When you look at him at his numbers as a starter, he's averaging nine and a half points and about five assists. That is backup point guard right there. Backup point guard, he is what he is. So it's either going to be Foy or uh, James Teague, or Jeff Teague, excuse me, Jeff Teague as the starting point guard for the Wolves next year, I think, or a guy I'm not going to mention until the next segment. Um, another quick thing on James Harden, though. Yeah. Last year, he averaged 2.1 steals a game, 1.7 this year. Not bad. Not bad. So he does force turnovers. 
at that shooting guard spot. Of course, his field goal percentage, about 53. Free throw percentage, uh, not really where I want it from a starting shooting guard, 75%. That is one slight concern, but I think it's going to get better. Uh, his three-point percentage, about 30, 37. So I like Harden. I like him a lot. He's he's a, he's a nice, talented player, big-time scorer, as mentioned. Not flashy, but if he gets it done, he gets it done. Maybe like a Michael Finley, basically. Could be another Michael Finley in the National Basketball Association. So that is my draft thoughts at this point in time. Uh, Monroe is a guy also very, very good, but another power forward. How many power forwards can this team have? I mean, you still even have Craig Smith for crying out loud. So what do you do? Crack ribs and all. You still have Craig Smith. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Very hard to say. Uh, he was looked on as a slacker earlier in his career. Now he's, uh, his, his numbers are okay, but also I will mention he's only averaging 6.6 rebounds a game. That's not good for a guy who's 6'11". I, 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 I don't know. I, I just can't do it. I can't take Greg Monroe. I can't do it. Not a good rebounder for a guy who's 6'11". you got to grab those rebounds. Uh, to beat averages over four blocks a game. That guy is very intriguing. And like I said, I think he's going number one. We can talk about Blake Griffin all day, that he's the talent, most talented guy in the draft. It's going to be to beat going number one, in my opinion, regardless of who has the top pick, unless it is the Orlando Magic, what it, but it won't be. So <laughs> the Orlando Magic are Houston Rockets, so that's the only reason. And neither of them are going to be there. So that is my analysis of the NBA draft at this point in time. We'll get more and more detail as things go on, as I get to see more and more and more of these young guys play. But I'm looking at Harden or Teague right now as your future Timberwolf. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about some trade deadline stuff right after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 19. A reminder for iPod users, and do check out Timberwolves, or excuse me, do check out Brave the Wild on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. That is Minnesota Wild Podcast. Some of you might like hockey out there that are basketball fans. Well, it's time to talk some trades, folks. Time to talk some trades. I can't wait. Couldn't wait. We're finally here about 24 hours away from the official trade deadline. And, well, right now, a guy that is being rumored to possibly come to the Minnesota Timberwolves is Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich of the Chicago Bulls, possibly along with Tabu Cephalosia, excuse me, Cephalosia, the Timberwolves that only have to give up Brian Cardinal and Jason Collins. Now, that, of course, is because their contracts are expiring. Uh, Cardinal's contract does not expire till next year, so, so be it. It's not quite as bad. For us, anyway. Collins does expire this year. That's about $6 million coming off the books at this point in time. Um, 
Now, some of you may complain about Kirk Heinrich, how he has a long contract already going his direction. But the good news with Kirk Heinrich that I will mention is he is a rare type of contract. Now, it goes through 2011 and 12. That is three more years after this season. But here's the good news. Now, watch this, or listen to it anyway. Picture it. This year, Kirk Heinrich is getting paid $10 million. Next year, 9.5. The year after that, 9. And the year after that, 8. It is a declining contract, not an inclining contract, which is really rare. Like 99% of contracts pretty much out there in the NBA, the the numbers go up every year. So it's a slightly more cap-friendly contract. Now, it's not like it drops $5 million a year or anything, but it can't hurt. It, it can't hurt taking on that contract as much as it would hurt going from 8 to 10. It's basically what I'm trying to get at. Now, it, yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest ever, but uh, in the article here, thanks to Roger, uh, excuse me, Roger, I can't say his name, Wojnarowski. There we go, Adrian Wojnarowski, who does a great job on Yahoo Sports. He's talking about how this could be a deal involving uh, the Wolves, Suns, and Bulls, where... Amari Stoudemire would go to the Chicago Bulls, so uh, Brian Cush will be very excited to have Amari Stoudemire. He talked about that on his show very recently, running with the Bulls, the sportsup.com. Tyrus Thomas, Drew Gooden, and Minnesota's Jason Collins would go to the Phoenix Suns, so they'd get a little cap space and some and a young player in Tyrus Thomas. Nothing majorly exciting right there, though for the Suns, they still might do it just to get rid of them. Uh, The Bulls, of course, getting Stoudemire, as mentioned, and getting uh, stuck with Brian Cardinal. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. There's also talk that this deal might not happen because the Suns will probably balk at it, but that the Timberwolves and Bulls side of things are still very much alive. Timberwolves also not interested in Andres Nocioni, even though he also has a declining contract, but it's too high. Andres Nocioni, what does he do? 8 million, 7.5 million, 6.8, 6.50. Those are boring. I, I mean, that's, that's too high. He's just an, he's just another Brian Cardinal, really. He's just an, he's just an even more expensive version of Brian Cardinal. What's, what's the point? So I don't blame the Wolves for being uninterested in him. Fabu Cephaloja is a very young player who went 13th in this, in 2006, a few years ago, from Switzerland. He, he's intriguing. The numbers really aren't there, though. Only about 4.4 this year, 6.7 last year points a game. Uh, he is a six foot seven swingman. Oh goody, another swingman. Um, not sure what we'd really do with him at this point in time. Who, who knows? It's just one of those deals like with Rodney Carney. You just didn't know until you saw him play. Carney is a nice player. So we'll just see how things go there, I guess. Maybe we don't keep Carney and keep Cephalosha. Who knows? Or trade him or whatever. But that is an intriguing idea. Kirk Heinrich, of course, would become the starting point guard. So you'd have Heinrich and Foy in your backcourt. Two six foot four guys in your backcourt. Not horrible. Not a horrible idea. It would pretty much uh, show how things are headed for this Timberwolves team because, of course, Heinrich's contract is three more years beyond this year. So that would possibly shape things for the future of this draft. Maybe that is when the Timberwolves would hope and pray to land the beat. The beat. <laughs> Mr. Four Blocks a Game, who is only a freshman. That guy, or sophomore, excuse me, who will be a 
very successful player in the NBA, in my opinion. Maybe not a superstar, but he will be very, very good for whoever he goes to. Now, also, a trade in the NBA has occurred as of yesterday. Tyson Chandler going to the Thunder for Joe Smith. And, oh, excuse me, Joe Smith and Chris Wilcox. I don't know why I blanked there. Chris Wilcox. I Now, I understand why the Hornets did it to free up cap space. But why are you, why? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure it really makes much sense for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, they went, they had a, they were one game away from the conference finals last year. Might have even snuck into the finals if they got really lucky last year. You trade away one of your cornerstones of your franchise. Despite, you know, you can say whatever you want about Tyson Chandler, but he, he's pretty good and he fits in great with Chris Paul. He's a nice defender. Chris Wilcox can't guard anybody. I'm sure he's not there for the long term anyway, but he can't rebound or guard anybody. Joe Smith, well, whatever. Joe Smith is Joe Smith. Um, I, I don't know. The Hornets are a contending team. I don't know why they do this, but they did it. It's like such is life. Now, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, this is where things get really, really interesting for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They already have what Russell Westbrook, who is really good. Kevin Durant is averaging 26 points a game. Jeff Green, who has come on of late, looked kind of like a disappointment for a while there, like a guy that might average only about 12 points a game or so. He's up to about 17 points a game. I'm liking that a lot. 17.6 rebounds. He's kind of Kevin Durant, Scottie Pippen over there right now, Nice, just a nice overall player. Um, with this, you pretty much are going to put see the Oklahoma City Thunder with Tyson Chandler at center. Going to slide Nick Collison is what I would do over to power forward. I mean, that would be common sense. Nine points, nine rebounds. That is where you move, uh, excuse me, Kyle Weaver, who is starting at, at, uh, shooting guard for some reason, second round pick at this point in time. You move him back to the bench where he probably should be. He's only a second round pick, by the way, this year. Um, move him back to the bench so you have your backcourt with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant being Durant is so thin. I, you know, leave Jeff Green, who weighs about 20 pounds more than him, at small forward. And, uh, yeah, that'd be a, that's a really, really nice lineup right there for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who have only won 13 games so far this year. This team has a very bright future, very bright future, as I am done making fun of this team. You can see all we want about the logo. The name is fairly cool. The logo is, uh, well, it's it's WNBA. It's There's just nothing to it. It's just It's just... Three letters and a basketball. It can't really, there's no creativity to that logo. But regardless of the logo, this is going to be a really nice basketball team in the coming years, and they are going to get another valuable player. Of course, I would go for Monroe or pray to God, maybe they can get Blake Griffin for their sake. Now you got your starting power forward to go with Tyson Chandler in that front court with Green, Durant, and, of course, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Wow. This could be a really good basketball team in about two years. Watch out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Watch out. They're coming. They're coming, folks. Uh, there were two other trade possibilities for the Minnesota Timberwolves, so I'm going to close the show right about really soon in the next couple of minutes. One of them is a small end move that would involve Rashad McKennot going to the Sacramento Kings for spare parts, basically. It would just be to get McCants out of here. <laughs> As uh 
the Wolves will. One one move, I mean, it would be Mikey Moore. Unfortunately, he is signed through next year. But it would give us an okay center. Unfortunately, his numbers have dropped dramatically, though, after averaging about eight points and six rebounds last year, down to three and three-ish, three and a half of both points and rebounds this year. Mikey Moore, who uh, the Wolves released in training camp years ago and who has had a vendetta against us ever since, well, he'd finally be back with, he'd finally be with the Wolves, his dream, dream situation. That would just be terrific, wouldn't it? Um, that's pretty much how things would go there. We would also, I believe, land Quincy Dubby. I'm not sure what he does for anybody. From Rutgers, about four points and 1.2 rebounds. Mm, Wolves would probably throw in another player to match up salaries. Not sure exactly who. Possibly Brian Cardinal or Mark Madsen. Probably Mark Madsen if the Wolves are smart. Um, other than that, not sure what to really make of that. I don't really want Mikey Moore. Maybe just take Quincy Doby for McCants. That's about what I do. Just get McCants out of here and look at Doobie for the heck of it. Uh, Sam Cassell, for some reason, traded by the Boston Celtics to the Sacramento Kings for a heavily protected second-round pick. I don't know what the point of that was by the Boston Celtics. Sam Cassell's got to be just irate. He's going from the best team in the league to the worst team in the league, Sacramento Kings. 11 wins, 43 losses. What was the point? Of that, I, I don't understand. There's no salary cap to clear. He is one. He has a one-year contract worth almost nothing. Why did the Celtics do that? I feel bad for Cassell, even though some of you out there might hate his guts and think he's kind of a nut. But hey, you know, I don't know why they did that. That was dumb. I don't know why either team did that. What was the point of getting Sam Cassell on the Kings anyway? <laughs> I don't get it. One other trade also that they mentioned. A blurb, I believe it was Rick Buecher. Didn't mention anybody who would be involved from the Wolves' side of things, but possibly Samuel D'Alembert, who's had a down year center for the Philadelphia 76ers, a guy who I like a lot. He's been on my fantasy team pretty much like four years in a row. He's been on my fantasy team at some point. Last year was his best season, averaging 10.5 points and 10.5 rebounds a game, along with 2.3 blocks. Uh, the blocks are still there this year, but the points are way down. Only six points a game. His playing time is diminished by about ten minutes a game, getting about eight and a half rebounds. So, uh, hey, I would take Samuel D'Alembert in a second. And then, again, that's where you definitely target the guard in the draft. If you get Samuel D'Alembert, uh, let's look at his salary situation real quick. As uh, To me, Samuel D'Alembert becomes that rebounding and defensive center that the Wolves have coveted since, their, since they were... <laughs> Excuse me, since their inception in 1989, they have never had that, ever. D'Alembert is inked for two years after this. He's making $10.5 million this year, 11.3 next year, 12.2 in 2010 and 11. So the problem with that would be that would pretty much say bye-bye to any hope of the Timberwolves being majorly under the cap in 2010. But from my vantage point, who's really going to come here? We're not going to sign LeBron James. We're not going to sign Chris Bosh or Steve Nash. It's just not going to happen. Or Kobe Bryant. Why Why would that happen? So you might have to do it via trades or sign and trade or something. Uh, maybe we'll have Dallenberg and Kirk Heinrich in, in the next couple of days or maybe, maybe come June. Who knows? That wouldn't be horrible. It's at least something. Could, could get us back to the playoffs, and then who knows after that. Maybe trade some draft picks and get a, something much better with with some of these pieces. So you never know. Maybe we do a Boston Celtics and get real lucky. 
But um, that's how things stand at this point in time, the trade possibilities. Possibly McCants going to Sacramento, possibly Dallenberg coming here, possibly uh, Kirk Heinrich coming here, or Doobie from Sacramento. Oh, goody. So we'll see what happens in the next 48 hours. Odds always seem to favor that nothing will happen. It'll just be a bunch of uh, possibilities that that fell through. But we'll find out. It'll be very interesting. It may just be happening right now. So do stay tuned to TimberwolvesPress.com and uh, Timberwolves Explosion. I will have another show up very soon later this week. Also, thank you, all of you, for listening on iTunes and thesportstuff.com. You guys rock. We'll talk to you soon, and happy NBA trade deadline.